on all things Spurs. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of the Spurs News Podcast. Delighted to say it's the dream team again. I am Sam and joining me is my good friend Matt. I've got to admit, I've never been a... Uh, uh... Called part of a dream team before. <laughs> well, it will get used. I'll to take it, it though, to be honest. This is, yeah, yeah, I would too. Yeah, this this is a thing. A dream, um, a dream team of sorts. I mean, maybe a, 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 a night a dream, a, a, a nightmare dreams, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, a dream team to some, a nightmare for others. Say it in like a really sinister way. (laughs) Uh, But everyone, hello, welcome back. Uh, It's us talking all things Tottenham Hotspur and anything else we feel like talking about, to be honest with you. (laughs) I've noticed recently the tangents are becoming more of a thing. Yeah, but the thing is, we we kind of they're normally loosely related, aren't they, to Spurs? We can kind of normally get some kind of tenuous link in there, can't we? (laughs) Yeah, and and if I can't find one initially, I will find one eventually. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and then just drag it back to the main crux of things. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, we we got a few things to talk about. Um, the first thing I think that needs addressing is last week on the podcast, uh, we opened it up by discussing that the previous week I'd gone solo rather than us inviting the treacherous limelight stealing little bar steward Stefan back on the show. <laughs> you pointed out that perhaps it had gone far enough and I conceded and therefore we we were going to invite him back to the Christmas special as a kind of Christmas truce you know yeah. World War One armistice style so we put out on the podcast mm. um hey you know get in touch you know you can come back on join us for the Christmas special and uh he sent through a reply would you would you would you like to listen to it yes please Sam and Matt, thank you very much for finally allowing me to come back onto the podcast. That was really nice of you guys. Um, oh, oh, one second, one second. Hello? Yes, yes, that was my voice. Yes, I am doing appearances. Um, I can talk to you about rates. If you got me an email, I will talk to you about the rates. Thank you very much. Um, but yes, thank you, thank you. Sorry about that, guys. Um, it's been crazy since I had that little appearance on some Amazon-y thing back in the day. You know? Um But yeah, Christmas special sounds great fun. I can't wait to be involved. And I'll see you all then. Oh, do, do you know what? I'm actually... Uh, this guy's a legend, man. He's becoming a legend in my eyes. Do you know what I mean? I feel like I need to call, it, call him up for something. Do you know what I mean? Legend, that's a word. Yeah, that's one word. That's one word to describe him. I was going with one that rhymed with runt. But anyway, um, so that was Stefan accepting our invite to come on. So the Christmas special, I'm delighted to say, will be the three of us uh, talking Tottenham, talking Christmas. Um, There are rumours that beverages will be consumed. I cannot confirm or deny. But at the moment, there's kind of a... We've kind of got a couple of options. We can do our record like we normally do. Um, I can edit it, put it together, and then we can put it out on Christmas Eve. Or we try and do it live. 
I, I, do you know what? I'm really up for the live one, Sam. Uh, and, yeah, and, and, I know you are, but it's me who does the thing. <laughs> I can't I, put the music and everything on it. You and could I, do I, that. I don't know. I, yeah, I can, but I, I, I also wanted to drink. <laughs> Listen, look, look, look. I, 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 like, I don't know if I've mentioned it much on the podcast, but I've kind of been yeah. get, like getting myself into a little bit of shape over the last few months, and that has involved yes, yeah. drinking a lot less. Okay, oh, now I'm very impressed. Th- don't get me wrong; I wasn't like you know, I wasn't a raging alcoholic, but I, I drank quite. A, I, you know, I'd get through a bottle of Jack Daniels yeah. easily in a in a week. In an hour, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah, in an hour, yeah. <laughs> Whereas now it kind of gathers a little bit of dust on that that top level of that square that square bottle, and you yeah. know, I look at it Weird. lovingly every day and think, one day I'll have another yeah. glass of you. But uh, <laughs> but I was. I've the looking been... at it lovingly didn't <laughs> yeah. do well for the non-alcoholic part. I just, I just want to put that out there. <laughs> I just honestly, like, I don't know if it's because I'm, I'm getting a bit older now, but for me, if you put a pint of beer or Jack Daniels and Coke, it's not even a, an option. You know, I just love, yeah. it's just Jack, Jack Daniels and Coke with a couple of glasses of ice. It's the, yeah. the perfect combination, not only of drink, just of, of anything. Like, you know, you look at the com- the combinations of anything in the world, whether it be comedians or food. Yeah. Jack Daniels and Coke just trumps everything. It's just the best thing you can ever, <laughs> that's been invented. <laughs> you, know, you can see how much I haven't been drinking recently, can't you? And I'm like <laughs> craving it. Yeah. Yeah, so where I was going yeah, this, with this, this has gone weird. <laughs> yeah, where I'm going with this, Sam, is yeah. if we do have a drink or two uh, yeah. for a live one, I, I'm a, I'm famed for being a lightweight at the best of times. So oh, no. it's going to be entertaining, uh, and, and well, I'm happy. No I'm happy to be the entertainment. Be <laughs> yeah, I've got no doubt there will be entertainment. Um, okay, so let's put it to people listening to us. I mean, you're the people who listen, get involved, and interact with us. Let us know what you prefer. Um, Facebook messages, tweet, whatever you want to do. Uh, email direct. I know a lot of you like doing that. So, yeah, you can email us at any point. Uh, Matt at spursnews.co.uk. Sam at spursnews.co.uk. Stefan doesn't have one. Just put an out there. I deleted it. <laughs> but, but you can get in touch with us. And if you want to pass a message on to him, then... then Email me and I'll decide if I pass I was gonna, on or not. But... I was going to say, Sam, he's probably got an agent dealing with his emails now, so I don't think he'd... he... It sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah motherfucker. <laughs> oh, he said, oh, I've recorded a reply for you to play out. I went, all right, I'll listen to it. So I'm like, no, no, leave it as a surprise. I should have listened to it. Yeah, you should have done it. it. <laughs> yeah, the, the, which is dangerous, by the way. It shows how much I actually trust my friend there. Because he could have literally shouted anything. But yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that is that. That's going to be the Christmas special. Do get in touch. Let us know what you think. Um, recorded and put out on Christmas Eve or live, uh, possibly Christmas Eve, depending on when we can all get together. Because, you know, we, we do have kids and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but anyway, the, the next important thing I think we need to discuss was there was a game at the weekend. Um now, a lot of people aren't aware, uh, because a lot of people just didn't bother with this game. Uh, it's against some team from, I think it's East London, originally. Uh, the bottom half of the Premier League, barely anyone notices them, really. Um, but we won 2-0. So, you know, yeah, the thing is, you, you don't really want to talk about beating teams that are kind of, uh, you know, struggling down at the bottom. Yeah, it's it's, it's routine, really... isn't it? Man? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit, isn't it, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit, I mean, I feel for them, I mean... You know, you're, you're 10, 11 games into a season. I mean, we at Tottenham, of course, have had some bad years and we've had to look, looking down at the relegation zone, thinking, oof, 
this isn't good. So, you know, I, I do feel for this particular team in absolutely no way at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that, yeah. I, I, How are you I feeling for them at all? <laughs> I, I think I messaged for you, basically saying, I want us to smash them into the dirt and then stomp on them some more. I went yeah. through hell going to school in the 90s, in the early noughties, yeah. as a Tottenham fan, and them winning the league and stuff like that. It was torture. One of my best friends at school was a gooner. How that happened, I don't know, but it just it was hell. So now, whilst we are top, we beat them 2 0 to go back to the top of the league and push them f- closer to the relegation fight. I mean, it <laughs> just cracks me up. I can't stop smiling about it. <laughs> I, I feel bad, but then I don't. No, me neither. Do you know what? We, we're recording a little bit later than we normally do. We normally record we do, yeah. uh, early afternoon, and we're kind of recording now later afternoon. So I've, I've already picked up the kids from school and. Yeah. Um, I said to them, right, you're going to need to be quiet because, you know, Daddy's going to be doing his podcast in a minute. And and Seb said to me, please, Dad, the two things you need to mention are both the goals. And I said, oh, right, mate, I'll mention yeah. both the goals. And, yeah. I mean, as we we were going to anyway, you know, but that, that first goal, I don't know if you've you've seen um, Tottenham, yeah, the Tottenham Hotspur Facebook page. They've, they've basically done like a four-minute montage of that goal from every angle. And it just gets better and yeah. better and better every time you watch it. You just like, like every angle, you're like, oh my god, this looks just more amazing, you know? Yeah, it just there's the one that's kind of uh, or the thing that's making me laugh the most. It's Tottenham has a TikTok um, for everyone my age or above. We shouldn't be on TikTok, but we are because we are. You know, we got bored in lockdown. Yes, uh, very very bored in lockdown. Yes. Um, but yeah, Tottenham has a TikTok and they've done one. There's an Arsenal player on the bench who basically jumps like someone shouted boo in his face <laughs> as that rifles in and it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've they've seen they've one, done man. like a little soundtrack to it and everything. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, mate, it was a phenomenal goal. Uh, but, but Sonny, I don't know about you, but when he makes these runs forward and defences stand off him and he brings it onto his right foot, I'm expecting him to score. Yeah, I mean that was an incredible goal, but like I, I know Son is going to hit the target. I really, and when he when he came in and they backed off him, I'm thinking he's going to have a go. He's going to wow, yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. he had a go. Do, uh, do you know, do you know yeah. what I noticed as well about about the goal? Um, and this almost harks back to uh, the, the 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 kind of the, the golden Pochettino era, era that we talk about. Yeah. In the fact that you have Reggion on, it was Reggion, wasn't it, on the left hand side. I think he takes yeah. away about two or three of the Arsenal players he does, by just yeah. darting pace to the left, Aaron, yeah. you know, with that pace. Yeah. He takes them out because they're looking at him thinking, well, he's going to yeah. obviously feed it through to him. and just gives him <laughs> no. all that space just to go, go on, yeah. have a crack from there, you know? Well, it's the the system he's set up is the kind of the, this counter-attacking. Um, so, you know, when we go, we go. And it, it's like this kind of solidity that Hoybier gives the team is allowing the fullbacks to just become wingers, like wide forwards. And the minute we counter, Aurier and Regulon are just gone. Yeah, you know, they're, yeah, they are completely. Yeah. And, and if you're fullbacks or you're midfielders and you're seeing them bomb it past you, your instinct, of course, is to track that. So your head's gone. You know, you're already looking over your shoulder thinking, oh, crap, mm, <laughs> no, I've got to mm. follow that. Yeah. And it just gives the midfield that space. I mean, Lachelso. Um, when we when we broke for the second goal, for example, Lachelso picks that ball up in the middle of the pitch, 
there's no one near him. No, no, not you at know, all. He's like, yeah. he, and I'm watching the game like, there's no one there. Now, I know an Arsenal player went down injured, arguably the, their best player at the moment, um, which, again, I, I saw no pleasure in at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but still, there was like no one near him. You know, he just brought the ball forward and we had options left and right. And I'm I'm watching it thinking, we we had 10 men behind the ball just a second ago. How in the hell, <laughs> or suddenly, we've got, we're four, you know, 3v4 and he picks the pass and in some, I mean, that finish from Kane, I thought, I, I don't know, I just wasn't sure he was going to do it, but yeah, it first time left foot picked that out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, do, do you know, if you if you look at the, look at the, the goal... At yeah. no point, you watch it, because obviously I've watched it loads of times, like the Sonny goal, mm. but at no point does Sonny look at him. Like, no, he's not no, even, he's not even, he's not even, no. his head isn't even, Sonny's head isn't even angling towards no. Kane. He's, he's got his back to him. But no, he, he plays exactly a perfect ball. Yeah. yeah. It, it's like telepathy, the way they, those those two play at the moment. Yeah, it's... I mean, it's a great time. I mean, uh, I think uh, it was Jamie Carragher said on Monday Night Football Analysis, in European football right now, there is no more dangerous pairing. Uh, do you ever watch any of the, the, the analysis they do? Do, do, do you know what? I, I was going to talk to you about this because um, obviously, you, you know, it, as much as we as much as much we kind of joke about, about the fact we're beating relegation fodder and it's not an important yeah. game, of course it's the, the biggest one of the season for us, you know, right, like in reality. Hard, yeah. Beating Arsenal is the one where, like we've had conversations before where no Tottenham fan, or I guess Arsenal fans as well, but no Tottenham fan spends a minute enjoying the football. <laughs> like yeah. it's literally minute yeah. one to 90, you feel like you've lost about six pounds in weight in just stress, stress and like, yeah. you know, and then you can enjoy it at the end. So like, yeah. you know, the, the referee blows the final whistle, Oh my god! Like we've beaten them, and you can relax. And then having to, en- yeah, yeah, but then having to endure a good what forty-five minutes of just getting utterly slagged off. Yeah. Like we, like we've we've just beaten our, our north, our, our closest rivals to go top of the league again, and we are getting caned by them all. Yeah. It didn't make yeah. any sense. The, yeah, I mean, we come on to. I, I wrote a blog this week, which I put out there. If, if anyone's read it, then apologies for repeating some of the stuff in it. But the thing that hammered me with that or the thing that annoyed me and it kind of triggered a conversation me and you have had on here a few times which is Graham Souness and you know I'm not going to get into anything personal at all about Graham but he literally was one of the biggest voices shall we say of when we were playing arguably some of the best football in Europe under Pochettino over two years our final year you know the the year before and then our final year at White Hart Lane I would argue we were playing the best football in the league Genuinely, I, I would argue that. I think we were. Yeah. I know we didn't yeah. win anything. And yeah. that was the point that Graham Souness kept making during that. Saying like, oh, you know, I've just watched Tottenham win this, but can they win a trophy? You know, can this team actually do that? I don't think they can. I, you know, and he'd always voice that. He would be the person doing it. Now, he then said, you know, the weekend, oh, they might win something like this, but who wants to watch it? You know, it's boring. It's this, it's that. And it just brought that all back to me, which is what, like I was about to say, we've talked about before, which is people are always going to have a go at us. You know, I said to you jokingly, I swear, if we won the League Cup, the reaction would be, hmm, so what, it's the League Cup. Mm. We won the FA Cup and the League Cup, people say, so what, it's just Cups. If we won the Cup double and the League, people would say, yeah, well, Blackburn have won the League, look where they are now, and the Cups are just the Cups. 
it wouldn't matter. You know, Tottenham could win all four trophies, Champions League, Premier League, FA Cup, League Cup, for 10 whole seasons. And I guarantee you people will be like, yeah, well, it's all because, you know, Daniel Levy bribed refs. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Someone would find something Mm. to have a go at us about. And I think it's a mentality thing that is it's interesting because it suddenly highlights to me why Jose Mourinho gets hammered so much and I'm guilty of it when he was at Manchester United I fell for it I, I fell into the trap of thinking Jose was done genuinely I did and when he became our manager anyone listen back to the podcast and several times the Everton game at the start of the season I was voicing my real concerns over over Jose being in charge of us and the type of football and all these things the reality is, is nobody has anything to have a go at him about. The guy's record is second to none. So they invent something. They have This narrative has been invented that he's anti-football, that he plays boring football. And I actually see our own fans this season regurgitating it. Like, oh, if I have to watch this every week, oh, it's really tough and stuff. I don't think it's as bad as people have in their brains. I think the journalists and the press and everyone telling us that has made it feel that way. But it's like everyone just forgot we smashed Man United 6-1. Yeah. Um, Southampton, was it 5-2? 5-2, yeah. 5-2, yeah. Um, you know, the, Southampton are fifth. Man United are sixth. <laughs> you know, these are yeah. the two teams in the relegation zone. We went to their grounds and destroyed them because they tried to play open against us. And guess what? Since that, no one's opened up against us. Man City tried it and we scored mm. early and then they stopped. <laughs> but we still beat yeah, Man yeah. City 2-0. Arsenal, mm. you know, Jose after the Man City game, and it applied even more with the Arsenal game, which is, oh, they had the ball a lot. Yeah, they can take the ball home on the bus with them. I took the three points. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And and that's, that's the reality. And it's, it's this kind of like... People will always find a reason to criticise, and we have to get that in our brains. And I was going to bring this up to you on the podcast, so this is kind of like a perfect segue, because I wanted your opinion on something that I kind of felt I discovered during the North London derby, which is, I've been conditioned as a Tottenham fan to expect us to concede a goal. So when the opposition have the ball, I'm sat just waiting for it to happen. I must have said in our chat... To people I was watching the game with, so many times it feels inevitable. This feels inevitable. It's because as a Spurs fan, that's what happens. If we don't have the ball, eventually we're going to concede a goal. It's Tottenham. And I hate to say that like that, but that's the reality of that I have experienced as a fan. Under Pochettino, we dominated the ball. That's why we didn't concede that much. You know, yeah. We dominated the ball. We chased him down. We pressured him. We scored it free-flowing. It was great. Under Jose, we're just an organised machine. And although Arsenal had that ball so much, bringing back the full circle now to Jamie Carragher's analysis on Monday Night Football, they did nothing. Like Jamie broke the game down into sections and just Tottenham, there's an illusion that Arsenal dominated that game. He said they didn't. Tottenham had that game all the way through. There was no danger at any point. You know, Mikel Arteta pointed to the amount of crosses they had, and he said that they never found their players. He said Eric Dyer basically came off that pitch having smashed everything away. So it's like, who was in charge of that game? And for me as a fan watching it, I had this trepidation, but that was due to years and years of being a Spurs fan and expecting it to go wrong. 
Uh, what about I'm going to put it to you. I mean, what about you? Do you think this kind of like that is a factor in how we feel about watching the way we play at the moment? Yeah, you you, you look at you look at the game, uh, Sam. So like, I think they had like 36 crosses compared to us our, our six. I think they had like seven, like was that uh, six times as many crosses? Yeah. But in my, my, like, and I might be wrong, right? Because I've only watched the, the, the entire game, entirety of the game once. I've obviously seen lots of yeah. highlights and stuff. But as far as I can remember, I can remember Larice pulling off a couple of saves at the end. One, like, well, one one of them was like he kind of collected it and brought it down. Another one, yeah. I think it was from Lacazette where he sort of palmed it away. Yeah, that was a good save. Yeah. Yeah. So that's two two saves, right? So thirty six crosses and Larice has only yet to pull off two saves, right? So it, it for, for for me it. it like I think now, so you're you're right, right? We've 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 Tottenham, and, and I know you hate to say it, and I hate to say it, but it's just, we might as well be open and honest about yeah. it. Like to, we've we've not we've we've as Spurs fans, especially like me and you, with the age we are, and what we've put up with in the past so much, not so much now, but in the past, yeah. we were just dreadful, you know, dreadful. Yeah. Like, you know, every time they bought, oh here we go, like please, 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 but. You, you look like you say now. He has tur- he has turned them into an absolute machine, right? And yeah. there are so many players that that are just almost unrecognisable. Like I I I, like, I know Sissoko is a bit of a cult hero uh, with, with with us, and yeah. he was fairly <laughs> awful, and he's become this amazing player. Like, but we yeah. say amazing, but just a player <clears throat> yeah, that wasn't yeah. as awful as was before. But he is <laughs> he is so solid. Back there, yeah. like him and Hoybier, yeah. uh, it's almost like I think I think Nev- uh, Gary never even mentioned it on the um, on yeah. on the on the game that in the game sorry that yeah. it's almost like it 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 doesn't matter what kind of like you know because Dyer Dyer is not the best cent- like you know let's no. be honest Dyer is not the no. centre back best centre back in the world but you don't need a decent you, you almost like you could have any centre back in there when you've got Hoybier and Sizoko just just gen- yeah. being. Defensive generals, like no, that, no one's getting anywhere near the centre backs anyway. Do you know what I mean? No, that, and that, and that is the kind of a massive thing. I mean, because we, because it's funny because we talked about this with Pochettino, which was when Wanyama was there and Wanyama was playing very well before that knee injury. Our defence was like the best in the league. You know, mm. Dembele, Wanyama, Eric Dyer when he was able to do it before his illness. We, we were second to none with our defence, quite literally. Our tightest defence, Alderweireld and Vertonghen. And then people queried, oh, you know, what happened to our defence? It's gone downhill so much after we lost Dembele, Wanyama and Dyer out of that position and never replaced them. Yeah. You know, like we put Winks in there. Winks isn't that. You know, no, that's not no. his game. No. Sissoko was in there. Sissoko, I mean, Pochettino basically just decided, look, I think you're a winger. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I can't put you in there because, you, you know, you run up and down all day, son, but yeah. <laughs> there's something lacking, you know, basic football skill. But <laughs> what Jose's brought in is like this kind of tactical... Uh, you hear the players talk about Sissoko actually has given a fair few interviews this year, which is I, I find it quite fascinating how in the past he was just this silent guy getting on, just trying to make it as a footballer, mm. and and now he seems to be like a real big in like the Amazon documentary that do you remember the assistant telling Jose this is going to surprise you, one of the big influences in the squad, Sissoko. Yeah, He's that's like, right. Fuck yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now I think he can understand why. I think. Um, as the players, I think the players all like him. Good, honest player, hard-working player. He obviously trains hard. And you can now see him with the kind of tactical discipline of, right, 
this is all you do. <laughs> you know, I'm not expecting yeah. you to be arriving in the box to score. I'm not expecting that at all. This is you. This is your area. Anyone gets in that area, you you, you deal with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's almost like, you know, with that there and with that happening, like you said, he looks transformed. Um, and I know this because uh, I've read the questions we've got from our Facebook, so I don't want to touch on this too much because it's one of the questions in there. But Aurier is like an, uh, a completely different player this season mm. because he's playing in a system now where everyone knows you know what they're doing. And again, a lot of it's going to be down to Hoybier and Sissoko just generally being there constantly helping the defence out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we kind of go in full circle on that. The, the analysis done by uh, Carragher, if people haven't seen it, it's on Twitter. Look up Jamie Carragher's Twitter account. He, he, he pins it to the top for the week, then he does another one. But the actual analysis is quite interesting. There was also an article in the Daily Mirror, um, Mirror Online, that I read. And the, the title of the article was, you know, don't buy into the Tottenham are boring. You know? Yeah. He's like, yeah. just just don't buy into it. And it was quite refreshing to see that because it is a very easy narrative for everyone just to jump on. You know, it's like, oh, this is the thing. Jose plays anti-football. Tottenham and I bore him, boom. And we're branded and that's it. No matter what we do, you know, 6-1 at Man United, 5-2 at Southampton, doesn't matter. You're a Jose team. You're dull. Mm, um, mm. <clears throat> so it, it was quite good to read someone actually go like, no, <laughs> they play different ways depending on their playing against. And, he, he he said something which again hit home to me. You know, I was talking on the podcast last week and talking to you all week. I want to see us kill Arsenal. I want to go for the throat. I want us to be at them. Yeah. And what he pointed out in this article is Jose knows the Arsenal form goes out the window in the North London derby. He you know he hasn't just arrived in the Premier League some fresh-eyed manager. He's been in the Premier League a long time. He knows this league probably better than any league in the world. He knows North London Derby for years form out the window. And he also would have known that Arsenal would have been using it all week. This is our season. We beat them. All the fans are back on side. They're not top anymore. And our season kicks off from there. He said, so there is no surprise he set up just to make sure that Tottenham won. Didn't play expansive. Didn't do anything frilly, fancy. Just went out and beat the crap out of them. Beat them 2-0. Job done. Mm. And now and he said that, and I read it, and I thought, yeah, okay, I get that. I do get it. The, the one thing I will keep saying, though, and I do think it's true, and I hope we see it, because I think a lot of the fans that are pushing this boring, boring narrative will hopefully come round, is when we do play different teams, when we are going to play sides, and you know, without being disrespectful, the lesser sides, I think we are going to play differently, because if we don't, the games are all going to be nil-nil. You know, yeah, of course. We, we play we play against um, you know Sheffield United at some point soon, who are in a are in terrible form or anything, but are such a well organised team. Sheffield United aren't going to open up against us. Yeah. They know that's yeah. madness. You know, Son and Kane in this form, you're mental. So they will sit. <laughs> you know, they will just sit there and go, nope, we're going to try and hit you on the break. Uh, it will become a very boring game. So Jose knows that he's not stupid. He is like we've said. He's won everything. So he will know that this is a plan he has and the team have bought into it and it has worked against Chelsea, uh, Man City, Arsenal, hopefully Liverpool <laughs> yeah, <laughs> soon. Yeah. You know, because the team just works so hard to make it work. 
I mean, our next league game, of course, is Crystal Palace, who Palace play against the, the big side, if you like, in a very similar way. So they're going to sit deep and hope that Zaha or Etsy or someone like that can hit us. So again, we're going to have to be slightly different against them. But that's, but we've we've mentioned it before, uh, and, and again, apologies for repeating it, but you know the, the thing I like about Mourinho um, that's different to uh, Pochettino is the fact that yeah. Pochettino always just had that one way of playing, and, and Mourinho yeah. doesn't. He he he, nah. he almost caters every like he, he looks at every game, and they're, they're, these like you say these three big ones we've had: yeah. Chelsea, Arsenal, and um, Man City. Yeah. We've played we've played the same way against all three teams because, because of this level of opposition yeah. absolutely you know so yeah. but it's not always going to be like like you say because no. you look at Southampton you look at the away to Man United and, and games like that you know we that, that's that's why yeah that that's look oh, do you know what mate I'm I have to stop myself getting carried away I really do because <laughs> it like it's get carried away moment. Matt go for it why not <laughs> but yeah look I I, I Going back just to what Sune said, you know about how Tottenham fans aren't going to want to want to see this boring <clears> football <throat> season. Look, mate, if we win the league, I don't give a flying fuck. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll, I'll look back and I won't go. Well, you know, we only had thirty percent possession against Arsenal when we beat them two 0 So I'm yeah. not particularly happy with this league win, this, this league title. You know what it's, I mean? The thing, the thing that seems to be escaping, you know, that that Sune's thing is just we got nothing to have a pop at him about anymore. Yeah. So let's just have a pop at him about this. And he even said in it, look, I think, you know, they got the ability to win stuff. You know, they're top of the league. I mean, the host, I'll tell you what, the, the lady who's on there, is her name Alex Scott? Yeah, Alex Scott, yeah. She's okay. a gooner, um, isn't she? But... Yeah, yeah, she's a gooner. She's Arsenal through and through, played for him, um, you know, really good player. And her analysis of games is spot on. Yeah, I and agree. There's times I'm watching, like, Sooness and stuff, and I'm watching her on there. Where, I mean, she must sit there thinking, Seriously, Grandad? Yeah, what? yeah. You know, what are you talking about? Because her analysis of things, she was just laying into Arsenal, really. And, I mean, I think, uh, again, as um, Carragher said, and she, she kind of really agreed with it and kind of said it herself, which is, did Arteta just wake up and never see Jose manage a team before? Mm, you know, yeah. did, did mm. this Arsenal team not watch Tottenham in any other game? That yeah. they went out and played this way against us, it was just it was bizarre, and you know we punished them for it. And you know Jose said, "Oh, we're not going to lose this game," and you know we got the ability to win it. You know, like the Chelsea game, for example, finished nil nil because we set up. We're not going to lose. Yeah, that yeah. was at Stamford Bridge, mate. Me and you, how many times have we seen us win at Stamford Bridge in the Premier League? Yeah, pretty rarely, mate. <laughs> My memories of winning at Stamford Bridge is when Chelsea fans used to hand around a bucket half time so they have enough money to pay the players on Monday. <laughs> yeah, anyone who, anyone who's old enough to remember that Chelsea used to be really poor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh God, that dated me, didn't it? <laughs> oh no, shut up, Jones. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. I'm going to edit that out <laughs> just in case there's a very pretty. Tottenham fan out there listening going oh he sounds he sounds yeah, nice I, oh no wait he's that old oh, yeah no, I thought no, he sounded no. like he was in his no, mid 20s no. I'm like I'm surprised yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no he, he must be 90 <laughs> yeah, that Bristol Bristol accent um, but yeah so I I am um, I'm okay I, I struggled a little bit with how we're playing I, I will openly admit it I would struggle because I am conditioned as a Spurs fan to expect 
us to concede any moment. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, but as games are going on, I'm getting more into this kind of mindset of, wow, you know, we're we're not going to concede. You know, we didn't concede against Man City, Chelsea, and Arsenal. When have we? When could we ever say that in three consecutive yeah. games with European fixtures in between? Yeah, and funny, funny enough, funny. It's absolutely funny you mentioned the European fixture because the European fixture that we've, yeah. you know, I don't. It was as crazy, and I don't fancy talking about yeah. it that much. But no. that was the Spurs that we know, wasn't it? Yeah. Like yeah. conceding crazy, silly goals yeah. and yeah, madness. Yeah, yeah. It's just utter. Utter bizarre. Our, our Europa League campaign has been fully Tottenham. Yeah, that, that's completely. not Jose at all. Yeah. That's that's like Jose says to them in the portal again, go and enjoy yourself, lads. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they just go out and that's what happens. But Jose's press conference, I mean, we play Antwerp today. I mean, we're recording this the 10th of December. Uh, Antwerp tonight, 8pm kickoff at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Uh, they beat us, of course, in the group. Uh, but the winners of this game tonight will top the group, so we'll avoid the Champions League teams that drop into the competition in the next round. So it's worth winning the group if we can. I don't think Jose actually cares that much based mm. on the press conference, uh, which was kind of, yeah, we're through. Yeah, <laughs> you sure. know, we could have played better. We could have played worse. But the job was get through and we're through. Um, and that is very much, again, a, just a different mindset for me, which is a very, it's something I need to, to get hold of, I think. It's something I need to embrace. And it's this kind of like me. I'm watching these games, going, "Oh, we're just not playing that well." You know, this, yeah, you know, this is disappointing. Oh, I'd love to see us do this. I'd love to see you know, Bale come on in the Europa League and score a hat trick. You know, I mean, I, I you know, I want to see this. I want to see that. Jose looks at it and goes, "League Cup quarterfinal coming up. FA Cup. We're playing against the lowest ranked team ever. Top of the Premier League, and we're through in the next round of the Europa League. I'm mm. winning." Mm. Yeah, and he's absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you break the season down into chunks, right now we are doing everything you asked for. You know, I said to you last week, talk about things again in 10, 10 more league games. And of course we will, because we're here every week. <laughs> but the reality is, if you looked at our season like right now, if everything stopped right now, you know, perhaps a global plague happened. <laughs> Let's not joke about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but everything stopped right now. You'd look at it and go, yeah, that's been a really great start. And even, like, you don't even... You said a minute ago, at the end of the season, we lift the Premier League trophy. Who's going to go, yeah, but against Arsenal, 33% possession. Exactly. Our exactly. XG stats weren't the best. <laughs> no one's going to give a crap. No, it's of course. Winning the league. And yeah. that's the reality. And that's where his head is all the time. Um, there's a guy on Twitter I speak to quite a lot. He's, his name's at Bankrupt Spurs on Twitter. Um, very funny guy, <laughs> but um, if you follow him, be warned, he's a massive fan of Tim Sherwood, not, <clears throat> but he said something to me once, and about Jose Mourinho, and he said, if there was ever a manager, ever in the history of football, who I'd want to be our manager in a one-off game, you know, this is a one-off game, you have to win, it's him, mm. Yeah. and if you think about these games we've had, and suddenly just put them in your brain as one-offs, right, so the Man City game, let's let's pretend that was a final and we went out and played like that and we won 2-0. Do you think one Tottenham fan would moan about the way we played? No, exactly. Chelsea, we had to go there and avoid defeat to win the league. One-off game, just cannot lose. Would one Spurs fan complain about that 0-0 draw? Mm, yeah, of course. <laughs> and this is 
he has to instill that. You know, you can't just let your team play airy-fairy all season and then get to the crunch games and go, right, guys, now I need you to concentrate. You need to instill it early. So when you do get to the business end of the season, the team not only know they can do it because they've done it already, they're also tactically aware and, you know, everything is there already. The blueprint's there. You know, if we if we draw, you know, get to the League Cup final, you know, fingers crossed we will, and it's Man City in the final, and Jose sets us up and says, this is how we're going to beat them, every player in that room can go, we've done it twice, our last two games against them, we beat them 2-0 doing this, yeah. We yeah, of course, we can do yeah, it. yeah. And that's what you have to do, because if you don't do that, when you get there, it's just, right guys, you do this, and everyone's going to go, oh yeah, like that'll work, we always yeah. lose. Yeah, of course. You, yeah, you it's have mentality, to instill it, it now. Mm. It is. It is a mentality thing. And the whole squad... You want to talk about mentality of these players, right? Anyone gets an opportunity, find the videos that have gone viral of Hoybier basically celebrating everything. <laughs> the guy celebrates a tackle. The guy celebrates the keeper picking the ball up when he shielded it back to him. He, he like, fist pumps when Regulon booted the ball into the stand. The guy is so amped up for everything defensive, he's quickly becoming my favourite player ever. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, he, he mate. Just like, he's like one of these players that just lives to do what he does. And, you know, the old adage about a centre-half when he gets a nosebleed going over the halfway line, Choi Pierre, it's like, oh, I've got no interest in any of that crap. <laughs> yeah, like, bang, throwing, yes, bring it on! <laughs> Um, and his reaction to Sonny's goal, by the way, is one of utter kind of disbelief. And then he starts lecturing someone about being out of position. That's right. Oh yeah, my god! Yeah, it's like yeah. Jose has had a child, and he's from Denmark. <laughs> Do you know the Jose way you're? His... I was going to say the way you're Sorry. raving about him, Sam. You're going all Jack Daniels yeah. and Coke on me there, mate. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was a little bit. Yeah. And then. I asked him if he'd be my lover, and he said no. Yeah. Do you know what though? I I, I know we we wax lyrical about him all the time, but and I yeah. and I mentioned after the game, I put it on our chat that honestly, if we if 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 big capital I big capital F we win the league, yeah. it is keeping yeah. this guy fit because it I, oh, you know he is going to be the fact, difference. Yeah. He is going to be the difference. Yeah, he is. And and you'll know he ain't going to be anywhere near the squad for Antwerp. I don't think. No, no, no. Uh, and he shouldn't I can't be. See that. Uh, you yeah. know, he he. We had a training session the other day, and he wasn't out there. Do we do this open training thing for the Europa League? So immediately, Spurs Twitter went into a meltdown. No one can see Hoybier. Tell don't tell us he's injured. Don't tell us he's injured. Yeah, yeah. Jose in the press conference was just like he's fine. I've given yeah. him a day off. <laughs> he played like <laughs> three lots of ninety minutes in a week. He's gonna be fine for the weekend. Don't yeah. you worry. Yeah. Um. But Jose did say in the press conference as well. It's like he's he's a beautiful pain in the ass <laughs> because yeah. he questions everything. He said he's gonna be a great manager one day. He's like, he just wants to know why this, why this, why this. He's like, mm. You can just imagine, just like, seriously, just shut because I said so. <laughs> Any parent who's had the why stage oh, knows God. what Jose's going yeah. through right now with Pierre. I, I, why? Just, why is yeah. that? Why is oh. that? And why do you do that? And why do you do that? Because I said so. And I was like one of these people that was like, I will never do that. I will calmly <laughs> explain to my child and I will explain it to them so they understand. And then one day I discovered I could just say it's magic and they'd shut up. <laughs> Why does it do that? Oh, it's magic. Ooh. <laughs> Seriously, if anyone tells my kid there's batteries in a remote control, she's going to be so mad. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so 
Pierre-Emile Hoybier, not just because I can say his name, I love the guy. Um, we signed him and I was keen on us signing him. I thought he was the player who could really make a difference. Um, and to be proven not right, but just beyond my expectations of what the guy can bring to a team. Uh, it's, it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's so yeah, good. Yeah, um, But yeah, I mean, like I said, it's Antwerp tonight. I think it's going to be a very different team, but we will have uh, Vinicius tonight. You know, what we didn't have in our last weird and wonderful Europa League encounter. So we will have an actual striker on the pitch. That makes a hell of a difference. Yeah, completely. Um, completely. Yeah, big time. Uh, but mate, uh, it's that time, if you're happy, to take the show now to... Uh, fans of the show, fellow Spurs fans from Facebook and Instagram. Um, are you alright to do that? I'm more than happy, Sam, as always. Marvellous. Great news. Right, we'll head there now. Now it's time for your comments. Right, do you want to start with Facebook or do you want to start with Instagram? Let's, let's do our usual and start with Instagram, shall we? Okay, mate. Well, I've got big news then. Oh wow! Um, we we only had one comment on Instagram. However, the comment just happens to be. You're going to say, it, aren't you? Mount- I am. He he has returned. Oh, I'm, yes. I'm delighted to say, ladies and gentlemen, that the mountain man has commented. So therefore, I finally get to play this. He's a man. <laughs> do, do, do you know what I'm thinking, Sam? I know I'm, I've been trying to be really kind to Stefan, but yeah. um, I'm wondering whether we should just have Mountain Man on for the Christmas episode. Christmas episode yeah. Said. Yeah, I mean, because well, I, I think Stefan's getting too big for his boots now, and we need someone a bit more like you know level-headed, well, you like say, Mountain Man. You say you say level-headed and not too big for his boots. Um, <laughs> Mountain Man might not be available, you see, because Mountain Man says, "Sorry, I've been flat out busy." Wielding my axe for the Christmas tree harvest. Sketchy broadband in the wood cabin. My question to you guys is, who's your most improved player under Jose? As much as it pains me to say it, mine is Serge Aurier. He has really won me over. He used to fill me with dread whenever I saw his name on the team sheet, and even more so when he was anywhere near our penalty area when attempting to tackle. He now looks a calm, dependable, and measured player. Though I'm still waiting for him to give away a shit penalty. (laughs) (laughs) Mountain Man is back! He's back, baby! He lands! With a bang! (laughs) Yeah, uh, dude, that's phenomenal. Thank you for that. Um... We we touched on this a minute ago, and your your point there. This pains me to say, man, one hundred percent. I'm the same. If you're if I'm going to pick one player in our squad who is performing beyond my wildest expectations, it's Serge Aurier. There's players in our squad who are all performing brilliantly. Okay, and but like Harry Kane, for example, is world class this season to a level I didn't know he had or anyone had. I'm watching this guy thinking. Please let me back into a stadium so I can say I've seen this live. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Serge Aurier, going into the summer, going into last summer, going into five weeks after we signed the guy, I was pretty much praying to all of my gods that he be sold. 
please don't let this man stay at my club. I do not rate him as a fullback. Do not rate him as a wingback. You can see he's got everything about him that should make him a great attacking offensive fullback. But the guy just has brain farts like you wouldn't believe. You know, he just mm. he just does stuff that you're like, what? He walks around. He looks disinterested. Then we signed Matt Doherty, who we all looked at and went, well, he looks like a good offensive fullback. And Serge Aurier now has some competition. I think we all looked at it and went, well... You know, thanks for coming, Serge. <laughs> we, we, nice having you at our club. Um, you know, don't let the door hit you on the ass. But his performances have been so fantastic. There's no question who's the first choice right back at the moment, and it is him. For yeah, me. yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, I, he, to, I mean. Uh, like you say, I know. Like he's, he was. I think that's. You, I mean, the, the brain farts is exactly what it is. That's what he was prone to. Yeah. And you'd be like, "What are you doing, Serge?" But he, yeah. he, he would like. You know, he, he scored a couple of cracking goals, some, some good assists. Like there was, there was parts yeah. of his game that I was impressed with. But yeah, <clears> to the point where you're like, "What? Like, is this the same guy?" Like you yeah. know, he's, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's so like, and, and and not because you know you're not seeing like. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's not the difference in his ability, but it's just the effort he's putting in, and, and like the yeah, the fact yeah, he's cut yeah, out the mistakes. Definitely. You know, he's he's just he's just a completely different player. It's really really it's weird. Con- I mean, again, just purely my opinion. It's a concentration thing. Yeah, sure. It's like he knows his job now. It's like this is it. This is it. And for ninety whatever minutes, whistle to whistle, I do this job. Mm. And if I do this job and I do this job well. We, you know, everyone's okay. You know, it's like it's the Jose thing just seems to be instilling in players of like, this is it, tactical discipline. This is how we are playing in this game. This is what I expect of you. You know, you do this, you give me everything for this, we will win the game. Mm. And the players are seeing that happen. And because they're seeing it happen, they're all growing. They all look taller. Does that mean, you know, yeah, does that completely. make sense? It yeah. Just, uh, and, and, and Serge Aurier just looks like a leader now. You know, yeah. He looks like a guy at the back who has some gravitas about what he's doing. He's going out there and he just believes everything he's doing is, is going to be good. But, but do, do, you know, do you know... It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> but like, I know... I'm, I'm sorry to hop back to what uh, Sunis was saying, uh, but he, yeah. he was trying to put a negative or spin on saying things like... And it, might, it might have even been you sat my dad, Redknapp. It might have been him that's saying this, but they were talking about um, uh, players like uh, Bergwijn. It was Redknapp, yeah, cause it, and he said that but uh, when Bergwijn signed, yeah. he never he would have expected to be this like wing winger, oh. like he did at PSV, yeah. like running at the defenders yeah. and that. But all right, okay, he, he's he's not he's not playing that, that position because we're not playing the free flowing no. football against these bigger teams. But it's like you said, like he like like him and with Aurier and all the other players, they know their their role, they know their role, yeah. and and at yeah. the end of the day. Genuinely, right at the end of the day, if if we won the Premier League, do you think Bergwijn's going to turn around and say, "Oh, look, I wasn't playing that free-flowing attacking football. Uh, I wasn't that winger that I wanted to be when I signed here." Or do you think he's going to have the the, the, the yeah. Premier League medal on his neck and go, "Look at what we've done!" Yeah, you know. Yeah. Look, look what, um, I mean, what I've achieved. Yeah, exactly. Like but th- also, th- you, you can see, like you you just said then about Jamie Redknapp saying, "Oh, you, you obviously don't want to do it." That's utter crap. Yeah. If a player in the modern game doesn't want to put a shift in, we've all seen that. <laughs> they don't put the effort in. Bergwijn and Lucas, just two examples, Lamella's another example, who have listened to Jose and gone, right, that's what you need, that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And they work. Like, when they are on the pitch, 
I they come off that pitch, all of them, and I've got no doubt in my mind they have given everything yeah. that time that they are on the pitch. I genuinely, the work they go through is unbelievable. And even and I'm so, I saw people have a pop at him actually bail about his work. Oh, you can see why Jose's not picking him. He doesn't work hard enough. I'm sorry. I watched that Europa League game. We, we as a team don't play well in the Europa League at the moment. We're disjointed. But Bale was working pretty hard. Yeah. yeah. And Bale, I know, never used to do that. Yeah, <laughs> the Bale, sure. I know, would stay ahead of the ball, waiting for it to be threaded through to him so he could go off on one. He, he was back putting tackles in. He put something like the third most of the offensive players in the game. And that's this kind of illusion that people have in their brains, which is, oh, Bale's not banging in goals from 30 yards every game, therefore he's crap now. Is is delusional. The guy's working his way back. He basically never played in Project Restart. He sat in the stands, was shunned in training. He then got injured for Wales. Has had to work his way back again. The bloke is literally finding his feet again. Of course, of course. And he's doing that in a disjointed team on a Thursday night. So mm. there is no doubt in my mind over this season. At some point, Bale is going to make a difference for oh, us. Oh, completely. No doubt in my mind completely. At all. Yeah, There's yeah. There's going to be a game where we cannot unlock somebody, and he's going to shift it onto his left peg and hit the top corner. Yeah, like sun, like sunny goal, that kind yeah. of goal. Yeah, yeah that yeah. kind of thing. And. Yeah. I got no doubt. It's just like no doubt in my brain at all, and I don't think Jose has any doubts either. I don't think Bale does. No, I've not seen the guy look so happy in years. Yeah, like we won the North London derby. Bale never got on, but the bloke was celebrating like he'd scored the winner. Yeah, sure. Because it means something. It, it, the whole squad are invested. They're pulling in the same direction. So yeah, I, yeah. That's Sorry, the that's the word that's the that's the key word, Sam. Invested. They're all invested in in, in Mourinho's uh, philosophy, yeah. and that's that's the key thing. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, we have from Tom Perks here. I think Tom's been a little bit saucy, a little bit sarcastic. <laughs> Do you think anyone from the bottom six could get into the Spurs squad? Um, he just does. He posts a picture that would appear to have Arsenal top of the bottom six. <laughs> Arsenal, Brighton, Fulham, Burnley, West Brom, and Sheffield United are at the bottom six. Um, I don't think anyone from Burnley gets in our squad. Um, I don't think anyone from West Brom. No. I don't think anyone from Fulham. I don't think anyone from Brighton. Maybe. No, no. No, I, no, I can't Brighton. think of anyone. Sheffield United are rock bottom, but they do have a couple of players who are absolute workhorses that I think Mourinho would like. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But again, there's no one that jumps out, screams at you. Arsenal? Nope. No. It's like that, <laughs> no uh, that, that, that meme that goes, I don't know if you saw it, it's like a, a Spurs-Arsenal combined 11 and it's just all Tottenham, all 11 <laughs> yeah. Tottenham players. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the moment, it's hard to argue with that. Yeah, um, yeah. James Campbell says, I'm not criticising the tactics employed recently as they're obviously got us to the top of the league, but I do question the sustainability. Can we ask our defenders to keep doing that much work every game, i.e. making that many clearances, and expect to keep them healthy? I'm worried about the wear and tear of playing this way as the season goes on. Um, it's a valid point. Um, but we've kind of discussed it already and um, Matt I don't know whether you want to come in on it but for me I think we will change a lot as the season goes on yeah I mean the, 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 look the, the game against Palace we're going to have to be a lot more open and attacking but then we the game against be, Li yeah. Liverpool at Anfield is going to be exactly the yeah. same as us yeah. three it has yeah. to be big time yeah yeah, yeah big time uh, no I agree um, 
So, yeah, it's going to be interesting, James. I, I think the main reason why it's going to be interesting is at the moment, if you listen to the journalists and listen to everybody else, you know, the kind of pundits, it's this is how Tottenham play now. They don't seem to have it in their brains that we are going to switch it up. And I almost quite, I almost think Jose likes that. I almost think he kind of likes the fact that everyone's pushing this narrative because when we do open up against someone, it's probably going to scare the life out of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, who the hell's this Tottenham? <laughs> when did they learn to do this? <laughs> oh, no, wait a minute. It was only a few months ago they beat Man United 6-1. Oh, yeah. Whoops. <laughs> um, Stuart Burgess says, How impressive were Alderweireld and Dyer last week? Or was it just that Woolwich were impotent going forward? Um... I think the whole team were impressive. I think Arsenal against lesser sides would have scored. Yeah, and also you've got to highlight that 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 tackle by Alderweireld. I think it was oh, was it Lacazette, La- La- and it, he was buying. No, or was it Aubameyang? Aubameyang went yeah. through, shifted it, and I'm I'm waiting, you know, waiting for him to hit it. Toby just took it off him. Yeah, uh, it was yeah. beautiful. Now yeah. you. You can't teach that. That that's one of those things you talk about players and they're developing as defenders. That was pure experience. He just knew the way he was going to shift the ball, and he just waited for the moment, and then and then moved in. Mm. You 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 learn that by playing, you know, week in week out. There's just no substitute for it. Yeah. Uh, next one's from Derek Apia. Uh, Derek says, "Talk about our style we use in scoring. Can we keep counterattacking? Let's take the first half out of the Arsenal game." We couldn't even break out of our half. I don't know how long we can keep doing that. Not surprised we couldn't get a goal against Chelsea because they knew our style of play. Very soon we are going to be predictable. Um, Derek, I think this falls back into what we've already discussed at length, which is I'm not buying into that at the moment. Now, don't get me wrong. If we play the next 10 games against all opposition the exact same way, then yeah, I, I think it's a fair criticism. and I think it's something we'll discuss on here is okay, we've got one way of playing. This is, you know, this is plan A or the only way and it's a bit boring. Um, but I genuinely don't think that's the case. I I genuinely think we're going to approach games and look at them differently depending on the opposition, depending on the fitness of the players and the squad and who we've got available. Um, you've got to remember a season's a long, a long thing and this is literally the first chapter in it, like the first quarter of the season if you like. Mm. Um, we're not even through that yet. So, yeah, I, I mean, for me, um, I felt we looked more threatening against Arsenal than Arsenal did. But only after the game finished did I feel that way. Yeah, and, <laughs> and also... I'm watching it... Yeah, sorry, mate, go on. So I was going to say, and he, he does mention the fact that the second half, like the first half aside, but listen, yeah. we were 2 new up, right? So yeah. you're going to have to accept... Like, And, and again, I think I, I've seen some, somewhere... Uh, uh, Jose being criticised for bringing on a couple of def- like defensive players towards the end, yeah. just to solidify it. But that's what that's what his game plan was. We've got the two goals. We're just going to shut shop now. Come, come, you can have yeah. the ball all you like, but you're not going to score. Yeah. We, we, no. We've won the game two 0 and if we get another one on the on the counter, fantastic. But that's it now. Game over. You know, so we, yeah. we wasn't going out to we we wasn't no. going out second half thinking let's score a couple more. It was it was literally we are two nil up and they're not going to yeah. score any goals. And, and, and what's wrong with that? And that's well, that's this the thing. It's a shift because we are all used to, like I've, I've said earlier, us conceding. You know, and so when we're watching a team just dominate the ball, it's like, oh no, oh no, here we go. But like I said, when I when the game was over and I could calmly go, <laughs> we beat Arsenal two 0 brilliant. 
I could then look at it and go, and really, we looked the more threatening. You know, really, any time we had the ball, we looked like we could score. The rest of the time, Arsenal had it, they looked like they were going nowhere. Yeah, yeah. You know, in that whole game, there was a couple of times I, like, winced. But when that happened, Lloris pulled off a great save, and he's been in fantastic form, and that massively helps. And then you got old Devere just shutting the door, like, nope, no chance. You're not, mm. you're not getting it to my keeper today. Mm. So... You, you, I don't think you can really have a go at us at the moment. Let's let's see what happens. Our last three games have been against the our rivals. You know, if we're going to class this as a title race and we're in it, they are title rivals, and none of them have beat us. And that's if someone had offered us that before. You know, someone offered us, okay, you're going to beat Man United six one. You're going to beat Man City 2-0. You're going to draw away at Chelsea 0-0. And you're going to beat Arsenal 2-0. Who's going to turn that down? Yeah, you take that all day long, wouldn't you? Yeah, and not yeah. one person's going to go, oh, well, actually, would you mind <laughs> telling me how many how many shots we're going to have yeah. in the game? And how much possession we're going to have. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I'm worried, you see, that I might not enjoy watching us win those matches. Yeah, it's so yeah. true, it is. So yeah. true. Yeah, it is true, and and don't me wrong, I'm I'm not sort of attacking that view. I do get it because I've been you know watching it sometimes. It's like oh this 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 hurts, you know. This is come on, someone do something. I want to see us beat a team like nine nil. Of course I do. Yeah, but the reality is we played Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal, European games wedged in between, and we've they've not beat us. We're top of the league. Let's you know let's take a breath on that and mm. just go. We're doing everything we should be doing. So yeah, let, yeah. let's let's move forward. Um, Pete Thompson says, "I feel like this may be gone under the radar of late, but surely it's time to bring back Matt's stats. Maybe even make it a bi-weekly thing." Oh, uh, do you know what? I, you, you know, you, we've, how long have we been doing this podcast for? I think it's coming up to oh, two wow. and a half years. <laughs> you know? But when yeah. when we when we first started doing it, I was a stay-at-home dad, and I had. Apart from my daughter just driving me nuts, I had all the time in the world. But <laughs> since I've come back to work, I feel like my time just vanished. And I, and I, I love doing them, Matt Stats. So I, maybe for the Christmas special, I'll bring it back and then try to get it bi-weekly, possibly, going forward. Yeah, well, Pete's a fan, so you know, don't let your fans down, Matt. That's no, I know. No pressure, but people are dependent <laughs> on you. <laughs> um, Liam Dempsey says, where should we strengthen in January to avoid a Europa League-induced Wolves-style burnout at the end of the season? Um, I think January is going to be a massively dependent on if people are wanting to leave, for me, personally. Um, I think if you look at the squad as it is, We've got options in every position. Um, should a central defender of suitable quality be available, I think we'd be very interested. But what I would say is that for essential defenders, we are competing with Liverpool. Um, for example, Milan Skriniar, whose name I can't pronounce, so I've just probably butchered that, who we really wanted in the summer... Um, is apparently a Liverpool fan. <laughs> so... Oh, Odds are, if Liverpool and us are both in for him, we know which way he's going to want to go. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's difficult. The January window is a is a nightmare. Just ask Steve Hitchin. Yeah. <laughs> he hates yeah. it. Uh, but a lot could depend on if Delhi wants out. Uh, you know, we the, the guy's not getting in our team. Not even making match day squads. He he clearly has ambition still to play for England. 
Um, the Euros are next summer. There's no way he's getting himself back into that squad unless he's playing football. We know the season's long. We know that we're going to get injuries to people and Delhi's definitely going to get a chance at some point. Does Delhi, you know, dare I say that use the word suck it up and say, no, I'm part of this squad. I feel like this squad's going somewhere and I will get a chance to contribute. Or does he say, boss, I need to play. You know, I need to go and play because otherwise, you know, what am I doing? Mm. I think a lot of what we do in January is going to depend on that. You've got to remember as well the homegrown players rule. You know, we can't, Delhi can't leave and then a non homegrown player come in to replace him because <laughs> that'll throw our numbers all out. So we got to be aware of that. Uh, Roden can be uh, registered for the Europa League. Roden is classed as homegrown. Although he's Welsh and came through the Academy of Swansea, he came through the Academy of Swansea after it joined the English FA formally. So therefore, he is classed as homegrown. Ben Davis came through their academy before it joined, so that's why Ben Davis isn't classed as homegrown. Yeah, sure. Man, that rule's confusing. <laughs> I remember when we used to have Eric Dyer in the team and the Bill Bentaleb. Bentaleb, an Algerian international who was homegrown, and Eric Dyer, an England international who wasn't. It's mad. It doesn't make any sense, does it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, when, when you go through it and you go, okay, yeah, he grew up in Portugal, played in Portugal, came through the academy there, okay. Okay, Nabil grew up here, played through the academy here, okay. But still, when you say it like that, it's like, okay, I've gone cross-eyed. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Uh, but okay, um, we, where should we strengthen? I think central defence is the one area of the team I'd look at. Um, but it's all about players being available that are actually going to make a difference. Because you, January isn't a window where you want to panic by, really. You, you want to have a plan. And I think our plan will be targets we potentially missed out on the summer or targets we are looking at for next summer. If they're available in January, yes, we will make a move. The, the big one that I'm seeing written a lot, a lot, is Christian Eriksen coming back. Um, I don't see that happening for two reasons. One, I don't see it happening because Eriksen left us, not to do with money, not to do with the fact he didn't he suddenly hated the club, but because he wanted to play in a foreign league. Now, don't get me wrong, he could have had such a horrible experience, he miss it, he's like, actually, do you know what, the grass wasn't greener, I want to go home, in air quotes, mm-hmm. that's possible. But two, the, the, the foreign player, the homegrown player thing, if we signed Ericsson, we literally couldn't register him unless we sold somebody, and January is a nightmare window for that, and we're not great at shifting players at the best of times. You know, someone, I, I see it written quite a lot, you know, you know he'll come in on loan and Delhi will go out on loan. Couldn't work. We drop a homegrown player, bring a non-homegrown player in. It it wouldn't work. So that's one I see a lot. Um, I do see Arsenal being linked with him quite heavily. Um, that might sting a bit. I don't. Surely he wouldn't do that. that. Surely he wouldn't. I'd like to think not. I I genuinely look at that and like to think. But I I don't know. Stranger things have happened with footballers. Yeah. I, I don't know. Part of me would like to see him go to Benfica and link up with Jan Vertonghen again and put all that crap to bed, you know? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Yay, super Jan, lovely to see you. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, where's my wife? Anyway, moving on. Um, 
So, Daniel Beecroft. Dan, he's a manly Dan. Um, do we have a buyback clause for Marcus Edwards? I've read lots of Premier League teams that are being linked with him. No, we do not. That was easy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a 50% sell-on clause. So, basically, whatever they sell him for, we get 50% of. The rumour of the buyback clause is not that we have one. It's because we contacted them, basically, to say... You know, if someone comes into you and they're offering you ten million for him, then come to us, we'll give you five million. Because basically it's fifty percent had come to us anyway, so you know, let us be involved in the deal. Yeah. Uh but from what I'm told from people who know the Academy set up very well and therefore have a real insight into Marcus who came through the Academy system, he would never come back to us. Really? He apparently yeah, felt very let down um so yeah of course when someone puts a check with a load of zeros in front of you that can change (laughs) but um that that was what a lot of people said and i i don't know i don't know whether the feelings i don't know anything beyond that but that was the minute that rumor has floated i saw people that i really rely on for academy information just go nope no chance (laughs) um so yeah it's worth keeping an eye on though such a talented player i want to see him succeed genuinely i do because I still think you've, I'd love to watch him play for England. The yeah. kid's just something else. He really is. Uh, I think personally his next move would be to a German club, Bundesliga. They um, do like we get a lot of young English players do well over there, don't yeah, we? Yeah, they do. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see him make that move. I genuinely thought if Sancho went to Man United, Dortmund would go and buy Edwards. Mm. I, I genuinely thought that. Of course, they signed Jude Bellingham instead. Um, and now they've got both of them because the deal for Sancho didn't happen. But yeah. uh, Stefan Cruz, I think I'm a celebrity now, Alvarez, <laughs> says, I really don't want to see Winks leave, but do you see him breaking into the team? Matt, what do you think? I, I like Winks. He's a, he's a Tottenham boy, isn't he? But I don't yeah. know. I, 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 I don't know if he's... he's don't get me wrong, right? I'm when I when I meet, when I compare him to someone, I'm not saying he's, he was as bad as him. But do you remember? Yeah. I always think of Tom Carroll, who was like had so much talent when yeah. he was when he first started, yeah. and he, and you thought this guy's going to be amazing for us, and it almost sort yeah. of stagnated a little bit. And I feel like with Winks, he's, I think it's because you got that kind of that sense of bias because he's a because he's a Tottenham lad, he's a Tottenham fan. Yeah. A bit like with Andrews Townsend, I was gutted when Andrews Townsend went, and like. I don't think Andrews Townsend was never at the level that he needs to be, which is obviously why he moved on. Yeah. And, and I don't know. I don't know if Winks. I mean, like you know, I've we said on the podcast before that he was compared to Iniesta by Pochettino, and he, he was going to be the next best thing. But oh, I don't. I, I don't know if it's if it's a part. Part, a part of it maybe is because the the system that uh, Mourinho is playing. Yeah. Uh, recently, would never fit Winks. Why? Well, why he's not even coming? No. He's not even in near the near the squad, you know. But no. I don't know, Sam. What would what do you think? Over the course of the season, I, I genuinely believe, and I could be proven wrong here, that Mourinho will be horses for courses, and we are also going to have injuries. We're going to have to deal with. That's just the nature of football, um, especially when you're playing in four competitions in a truncated season, thanks to COVID. So for me. I think Winks at some point will get a run of games. And I think that is where his future will be decided, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure. At the moment, judging him based on a Europa League here 
a 10 minute spell there it's very difficult and i mean that for everybody involved in that but with winks he plays a way of, of possession you know moves the ball that's him constantly moving the ball you know perpetual motion offering himself that's how he plays and when he's confident and he's playing and he's in the groove genuinely he's he's wanted by pep guardiola Mauricio pochino clubs in spain drool over him he is a player that a lot of clubs want to sign from us. No, that, that's no ball, and I know a lot of fans go, great, let him go. Genuinely, if a club's willing to spend 40 to 50 million on a player that you don't think is good enough to make our own bench, I think you need to question, hmm, hang on, maybe I'm missing something. Mm. <laughs> and, and genuinely, with Winks, a lot of people just overlook what he does because of the things he doesn't do. You know, he's not Hoybier. That's not his game, and yet he's been asked to do that for about three seasons now. You know, Pochettino had him trying to do that, didn't work. He was just trying to fit a you know a square peg in a round hole because Pochettino didn't get the players he wanted. Yeah, sure. And you know, Mourinho's come in and asked him to do it, doesn't work. It's just not his game. The kid was a fantastic attacking midfielder as a ten. He's now a deep lying playmaker like Modric. That's where he should be. He should be dictating the play from the back of the game, moving the ball and constantly being available for it. That's that's his game. Now, if you partner him with Hoybier and you give him a run of games with the full team around him, he'll pick up assists. He'll he'll look a, a smarter player. And then I think we could all look at that and go, he's got a future because th- you know when we need this option, he's there. Or we can look at it and go, do you know what? Actually it's not going to work. Yeah, sure. But again, you've got to come back to the club and the homegrown players rule. This is the two players that people are questioning the most about their future at the moment are both English homegrown, Delhi and Winks. One going will cause us a problem. Both of them, we got a serious issue with yeah, our homegrown sure. player quotes. Sure, sure. Now, the one factor I'd add to the Winks debate is Oliver Skip. Oliver Skip at Norwich is playing phenomenally well and is basically mirroring Hoivier. He this is his this is the game he wants to play. You know, kind of box the box, but just controlling things. Simple pass, get the ball, break up play. He's just there constantly. And he coming back into the squad would be a genuine competition for Hoybier. Some games, the two of them doing the job side by side. <laughs> you know, the Jose Mourinho as manager. I've now got two destroyers. <laughs> Come at me. Yeah, sure. You know? um, <laughs> but having the ability to rotate for Europa, for Cups, you know, Hoybier therefore wouldn't be needed for every minute of every game, would add more to the squad in Jose's mind, I think, than Winks would. And Skip, of course, is homegrown. So if you're going to let Winks go... Skip coming back into the squad next season. So maybe next summer. I certainly don't see Winks leaving in January like I do potentially for Delhi. But if he gets an opportunity in a run of games and he's phenomenal, you know, he really shows something. Of course, he's going nowhere. He loves the club. Yeah, sure, sure. But yeah, no, exactly. Wait and see. Gotta wait and see. Yeah, of course. Uh, we have one last question. It's from Marty Ost. And it's a sing-along question. <laughs> <laughs> so you get this. All right. If the ground was full and in the universe we were we were still top, would you be serenading the gaffer and what would his song be? 
I really hope we can do better than the boring Jose Mourinho ad nauseum that Chelsea used to do. I'm pretty sure we could do something with the Dex's Midnight Runners track Gino. What are your thoughts? And sing me your thoughts. No, is the answer to that. <laughs> you might get a drunken sing-along on the Christmas special, but I'm stone cold sober now, so there's no well, singing G- going. Gino's Gino, Gino, like that. So we yeah. do Jose instead. I mean, is that better oh, than the Jose Gino. Mourinho? Jose, Jose, Jose. Da, 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 da. No, I don't know. Da, 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 da. Jose yeah, Mourinho. Yeah. It could work, couldn't it? Da, 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 da. Jose, Jose Mourinho. Yeah, it could work. I, suppose, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, there, there's the one um, that I saw when we first got him. Uh, um, Jose's a Yid. That was quite good. Um, you know, he now hates Chelsea because Jose's a Yid. Oh, it's got to be something. Yeah, Chelsea. Yeah. Jose's a year. Although that probably gets us banned from like every major stadium <laughs> now. Um, I don't know. We will look into this, Marty. In the Christmas special, we'll try and have a Jose song sing along. I'll be well up for that, mate. Um, all right. Okay. Here's a challenge then. All right. Going into the Christmas special, meet you and Stefan. I know you're listening, so perk your ears up. Put put away your agent for a moment. <laughs> Each of us have got to come up with a Jose chant. I love it. That's so it. cool. Do it on the Christmas special. Yeah, that is so cool. I'm well up for that. I'm well up for that. <laughs> Good. Uh, what have I done? <laughs> what have I done? I say these things and then uh, the other voice goes, no, no. you moron. <laughs> uh, but anyway, mate, that's it. That's everything. Um, we play Antwerp in very soon. It's now come five o'clock. Kickoff's at 8pm today. Uh, so hopefully when people listen to this, if you're listening before the game, come on you Spurs, we're going to win this. If you're listening after the game, yeah, what a performance or damn, what a bastard. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we'll be back next week to discuss all things Tottenham following the Crystal Palace game, looking ahead to Liverpool. That's going to be the big one. Uh, until then, my friend, you take care. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, you can join in the conversation on our Facebook page with over 60,000 fellow Tottenham fans at facebook.com slash Spurs News. <laughs>